If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Money in the hands of good people. I truly believe it's going to change the world. The only reason we have suffering in the world right now is because money is in the hand of, I'm not going to say bad people, but people who are not living to their fullest potential. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Have you ever wondered why some businesses thrive while others struggle to make ends meet? Like what sets apart the entrepreneurs who seem to effortlessly navigate the financial maze from those who constantly find themselves at odds with their bottom line? Money is the lifeblood of any business and managing it effectively is the key to success. However, too often business owners find themselves stumbling down financial rabbit holes, struggling with cash flow, or making costly mistakes that can jeopardize their entrepreneurial dreams. My guest today wants to help you avoid the common pitfalls that many entrepreneurs fall into and provide you with actionable insights in order to avoid them. Kiana Danielle is a visionary mompreneur, a founder, and the CEO of Invest Diva. She's also the creator of the Invest Diva movement. She's known as the queen of wealth creation and is a six-time author, including a Wall Street Journal, Amazon, and USA Today best-selling book, Million Dollar Family Secrets. I can't wait for you to hear her story of how she immigrated from Iran to the USA in 2011 after landing her dream job on Wall Street only to be fired soon after. Since then, she has persevered from sleeping on friends' couches to building an eight-figure coaching and education brand that has helped thousands of women to take control of their financial future and create abundance for themselves and for others. She personally manages her family's multi-million dollar investment portfolio that she started with only $500 and coaches her students to make money work for them without relying on money managers. 
Today, she's teaching us the three steps that we need to take in order to invest confidently and how to shift our money mindset from one of guilt and shame to one of abundance. We are going to talk about so many different nuggets of how to achieve financial freedom and what that looks like, including building generational wealth for families. She has an amazing tip for parents at the end of the show. I am sure you are excited to dive in. So without further ado, let's welcome Kiana to the show. 2023 was the year of AI. It's all anyone has been talking about. Every business pro with a newsfeed has heard it's time-saving and game-changing. But how can it actually help you brainstorm ideas, create lead-driving content, and tackle your to-do list? Meet HubSpot's new AI-powered campaign assistant, a totally free AI tool tailor-made for marketers and business builders who spend hours each day on content creation. Campaign Assistant is a game-changer for creating marketing campaigns at scale. It quickly turns your key selling points into cohesive pitches, which helps you deliver knockout emails, ads, and landing pages in just minutes. And you can start seeing the benefits fast. Just choose your content type, input a few key points, pick a tone like friendly or witty, and let the AI robots handle the rest. You can copy and paste the content to whatever channel you'd like, or even convert it directly into publishable campaigns without leaving your HubSpot interface. So work smarter, not harder. Head to hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant to test drive campaign assistant for free. That's hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant. This episode of the Gold Digger podcast is going to be so fun. I feel like we're going to be taken to school with my guest today. So Kiana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Okay. So before we dive into some of the nitty gritty questions that I have to ask you, tell me a little bit about you, your story, your past, and what led you to where you are today. All right. A little bit about me. (laughs) Uh, I'm an immigrant. I'm pretty weird. And uh, I came to America with the hopes of achieving the American dream. And I kind of feel like I did. So... And now the goal really has become, you know, after you make the money, you're like, okay, what did I make the money for? And then the the goal really became about how can I impact even more people and allow my weirdness to (laughs) channel to all the other weirdos out there and make them some money so that they can bring some more abundance to their lives and live their lives freely. So that's a short version. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Why do you say you're a weirdo? I think we're all weirdos. Tell me what makes you weird. It's so funny because I literally just thought about this this morning because my daughter, who's five years old, came back home from kindergarten and she said one of her quote unquote bullies called her a weirdo. And I was explaining to her that there is no such thing as a weird. Weird only means unique. And she was having a hard time understanding that concept. And I call myself weirdo because I guess in a positive way, I am unique and we are all unique. So sometimes, though, unfortunately, our uniqueness is represented negatively. And I call myself a weirdo because I've always kind of been a minority within groups. So I was born and raised in Iran and then I was Jewish. So I was like a minority there and I went to And I have huge respect for Iranian people. Let's put that out there. But I was a minority and that really shaped my childhood. And at some points, I actually had to hide the fact that I was Jewish. And then I decided to study electrical engineering, not because I loved it, but because my parents expected me to. Any 
person from Middle East or Asia that would relate to this. You got to either become a lawyer, doctor, or an engineer. And that was my path. So I went on that path. In Iran, it was fine. About 60% of engineering students are actually women and girls. But then I got a scholarship to go and study it in Japan. And then I became a minority again. I was the only girl and the only foreigner in my class studying electrical engineering in Japanese. So there I was like bluntly called weird. <laughs> like my classmates was just very bluntly call me weird. And it was quite a depressing time until I had a epiphany and I was, I, I was able to become more comfortable with my quote unquote weirdness. And then after that, I had a crush on money. <laughs> in 2008, I, I found out you can make money without being an engineer just by kind of going to the markets. And these were things that I had never heard about before. Money was actually a very taboo topic, both in Iran and in Japan for me. And once I found out that I accidentally made some money in 2008 market crash, and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy pants. Like, I want to do more of this. So I quit my job in, in Japan and I came to New York and started working on Wall Street. Again, minority, the only girl on my team, Wall Street bro culture. And of course, I got fired after a year. And that is when I was like, all right, let me just embrace my weirdness and bring all of this together. And that is when the Investiva movement was born. It's been 12 brilliant years and I'm embracing my weirdness. I love it. Oh my gosh. What a story. And also you and I started in the same year. So I'm also in my 12th year. So we have been around for the same amount of time. What was your first exposure? So you said back in 2008, you kind of started dipping your toe in. What was the thing that caught your attention or what did you learn that started to kind of creep you in this new direction? Absolutely. So it's interesting because 2008 is when the market crash happened. And I had no idea yeah. what a market crash means, what a financial crisis means, who Lehman Brothers are. And I was in Japan. So I was learning all about these things through the news in Japanese. And at the time, I was actually um, teaching English to Japanese people to learn English. So different yeah. story for a different time. Um, and I was kind of very curious about what they were doing and what is the stock market. And one thing... I. All of it went over my head. I'm like, I don't understand what the stock thing is. But the one thing that yeah. did resonate with me, because I was a foreigner in Japan and I understood currency exchange, you know, when you go to a foreign country, you have to exchange your yeah. money. Like if you're an American, you have to exchange your US dollar, let's say in Japan, to the Japanese yen. And the one thing that resonated with me was that, oh, the US dollar is crashing versus Japanese yen. I understood that because that meant for me that I could buy more U.S. dollar, convert them into Japanese yen. So I was like, wow, so maybe I should go buy some U.S. dollars at a cheaper price. So that I was like, okay, it's it's bargain. And then I remember in August 2008 that the U.S. dollar versus Japanese yen was becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And every day I would go to an ATM store and exchange my Japanese yen for US dollar. And the next day it was even cheaper. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have waited yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's cheaper today. And then it became like yeah. an obsession. Every day I was going to the ATM. And then my engineering brain kicked in. I'm like, what if I could like create a program and ask my bank to just, like I could sense it could go like as low as let's say 90 yen versus US dollar. And I was like, maybe I can create a code so that my bank can buy it for me while I'm at school if it reaches that low number. And I was yes. talking about this to one of my friends, like, oh, this is already created. What are we talking about? This is called like trading. <laughs> like, oh, cool. What is this? And it's like, let me show yeah. you. And then she brought me in 
did a very, very risky thing. Do not recommend it to anybody, but yeah. created a brokerage account. And we set a trade to exchange my Japanese into US dollar, but we also did a very, very risky thing. Do not do this at home. We went on a 62 or something leverage. Don't do this at home. I did get lucky and I made $10,000 in the crash and market within a month. And $10,000 for me at that time was a huge amount. And I'm like, I'm yeah. in, this is it. I wanna go learn all about this. That is when the investing obsession began. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love that story. I'm always curious of like, what was the first exposure? Because I think for so many people, especially on that traditional path, like many of us were, it, all it takes is like one thing to stick and for us to buy in and get excited about. And for so many of us, like you and I, once we're excited and obsessed, like it goes quickly because we just start moving because we see it, we understand it, we like it, we go for it. And so I love, love, love that story. So Kiana, tell me a little bit about Investiva. What is it? Why did you found it? How has it evolved over the years so that we can understand? And then I'm going to start going into some things that our listeners can start doing today if they want to see some success when it comes to investing. Absolutely. So Investiva, how it started was really after I got fired from my Wall Street job. Mind you, that Wall Street job was my dream job. For me, coming to America and going on Wall Street was more fascinating than going on Hollywood. I was just absolutely just dazzled by the New York Stock Exchange the moment I walked in. And so that job was absolutely amazing. But once I got into that world, I could see the, you know, overwhelming masculine energy. Not that there is anything wrong yeah. with it, but when it becomes overwhelming it is not very healthy. And then I started seeing some of the cracks and I started seeing some of the things that the brokers and the Wall Street companies were doing to not necessarily scam people, but mislead people so that they can make more money. And uh, in my position, I was a junior analyst over, not, I wasn't an analyst. I wanted to become an analyst, but I was a junior over there. And I was, I remember all I knew about US companies was, what I had seen in the movies. And it's like, just this girl comes in and she's like talking to the CEO. So I thought that's the norm. So I started talking to the CEOs and completely going behind my boss's back and everybody was were pissed off. And I was bringing all of my ideas. Like, what well, what if we target women? What if we don't like let them lose so that you make money? Because then if they make more money, then you're going to win. And so I had all these ideas. And of course, ultimately I, I got fired. And that was like a slap in the face because... At that time, I thought I had it all. I was like, okay, yeah. a job on Wall Street, an apartment in Upper East Side, just like Gossip Girl and Six in the City. Yes. And I had a boyfriend who was a surgeon. I thought I was married. I was going to marry him. And all the things were going right until I got fired and literally everything started to fall apart. My boyfriend dumped me. I couldn't, I ran out of money to pay rent. And pretty soon I was heading towards rock bottom and that is when I knew that I need to either take this challenge as an opportunity to create something new, or I can just be depressed and find another job on Wall Street and probably repeat the same pattern again. So I decided to do the first one, which was a lot more riskier. And the goal of it was to bring the feminine energy, even back then that I wasn't as fluent in the feminine energy into finance and make finance more accessible to women. 
so that everybody can take advantage of it. So that is how Investiva was born. Of course, at the beginning, my primary goal was to make a bunch of money (laughs) just so that I can pay rent. Uh, But the goal of it, the intention behind it was to allow women to also participate. But because the money money was an issue, so it was going back and forth. And I had all of these, what I call welfare diva mindset about like not getting a coach. I'm going to learn it all by myself. I'm smart enough, which took me eight costly years to finally figure it all out. And then once I finally figured it out, now that original intention of really allowing not only women at this point, I really think our real goal right now with the Investiva movement, we call it, is to help 1 million households take control of their financial future and make their money work for them so that they can finally live life freely to their fullest potential. Because once I reach that financial freedom, it's interesting because not all of your problems go away, but all of yeah. your money problems go away. <laughs> And yep. you have now time to focus on things that really matter. Like we were on a brink of, an, on a, of a divorce and thanks to financial freedom, I dedicated all of last year in figuring out our relationship and yep. it really did work. And so I want that for as many people as possible because money is, is, it, is something that is, if it's neglected, it can bring a lot of unhappiness and unfulfillment. I agree. I agree so much. And I, I think too, for so many people, it's, it's like you said, money doesn't fix everything, but I think for so many individuals, especially people listening, the amount of times of the day or the amount of time they spend worried about money, thinking about money, you know, it consumes you. And, and I feel like I had a very big realization, even when I was writing my book about how when you're thinking about money or money is involved in anything, it can often rob your creativity, right? Your ability to be creative. You can't really think outside of the box because you're just thinking of what is the best route to get somewhere. And when I wrote my book, I didn't want to have a book deal before I wrote. I wrote my entire book before I had a book deal because I was like, soon as money is on the table, it changes the relationship, right? Whether you have money or don't have money, when that is a part of the conversation, it changes the approach. It changes the energy of how you're pursuing something. And I think a lot of listeners can relate to that right now as money is very consuming for them. It's it's something that they think about a lot. It's something that they worry about a lot. It's something that they're focused on. Can we talk a little bit about money mindset and some of the things that maybe women specifically are believing around money? And let's kind of deconstruct some of those so that we can kind of rebuild these new thoughts around money. Because it sounds like you've been able to do that through your transition and evolution as an entrepreneur. This is my favorite topic in the world. And where do we begin? All right. So money literally is energy. Money is energy. And it's interesting because last weekend we we were having a live event with my members and I asked them, how many of you love money? Raise your hand if you love money. And now these are like my high level members. And so they, some of them like just started like, okay, all right. Yeah. Yes. Like, I guess I should. (laughs) And then I asked how many of you felt guilty for raising your hand when I asked you that you love money and all of the hands went up. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem because then I asked so one of my members, she's a violinist, she creates violins and she loves knitting. I'm like, if I asked you, do you love violins? She said, yes. Yeah. I'm like, is there an abundance of violins in your life? She says, yes. <laughs> and yeah. 
What's interesting is that she needs money to buy those violins. She needs money to buy the instruments. But when we just switch the word to money, people have this guilt and scarcity relationship with that. And that is really just because of our social upbringing. And it's not just in America. I can assure you it is there in Iran. It is there in Japan. And it is here in America. My husband is, is Australian. It is there in Australia as well. So it's all over the place. It is universal that the society has brainwashed us, programmed us to feel guilty about loving money. And what money really I found out is, is energy. I've gone really deep down into energy and feminine energy, masculine energy. And also I'm an electrical engineer. So would it be okay if I geek out? a little bit about this yes, whole money is energy yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hope I don't lose your audience here. All right, so money is energy. No, this is great. <laughs> money is energy because, first of all, money is not material. How do we know that? If I asked you which one is more valuable, a $100 bill on a paper or a penny, which one is more valuable, do you think? The actual penny is, but you would say the dollar bill. Yes. Why is that? Yeah. Even though the material penny is made out of is more yep valuable than the paper, yep. the hundred dollar bill, you will not, it is not a fair exchange. If you give me a penny and I give you a hundred dollars, it is not a fair exchange. Why? Because money isn't in its essence is not material. Money is energy because money is just a tool for exchange of value from one place to another, just like a calorie. Calorie is energy. And I can prove this a little bit more scientifically for the matter of time. Just believe me, money's energy. And then, then this is really crazy pants. Money's energy. And then what did Albert Einstein say about energy? Energy. <laughs> this is why I'm weird. Energy is mass times the speed of light squared. What does that mean? It means that energy, also known as money, is a function of speed. What does that mean? It means the speed at which you follow your passion. You are a fair example here, right? When you get obsessed and you go for it, how much abundance did you bring to your life? A lot. Yep. Right? So when we have that hesitation, hey, do you love money? Uh, You're lowering the frequency, you're lowering the energy, and therefore you're lowering the abundance that is coming into your life. So that's why successful people are known for making fast decisions and they're known for that. living in the high level energy frequency. And so when you have any sort of guilt around money, guilt is a very low level frequency energy. And so you're literally pushing away wealth and abundance from your life. How do people shift that? Because I feel like that guilt and shame is the lowest vibration, right? But so many people are moving through life at that because of generational trauma or, you know, privilege or like there's just so many aspects to that. So how do you start to shed that and change your relationship status with money? I love this question. So one of our members, again, I'm just using all the examples from last weekend. Yeah. She was having a wedding. And she decided to spend $40,000 on her wedding so that she can really make her parents and family members happy. And also because she's an investiva, she was kind of upset about that because she was like, oh my gosh, I could have put this $40,000 into my investment account. 
So she was having all of these internal conversations about, ah, oh, do I value my family more or do I put it in the investment account? And she's one of the, the people who actually raised her hand really high up when I asked her, did you feel guilty about loving money? And so we started talking about, all right, so why do you want to have this big wedding? Oh, because I want to love on my family. How are you going to do that? What does it require you to love on your family? Well, I need to spend money. And now you, as someone who really love your family and you want to create that experience for them and bring that joy into their lives, you're not able to do that because you're in the scarcity mindset, because you're in lack and you're feeling that if you put this money into the wedding, you can't have money into the investment, investment portfolio. And that's valid. That's a fair point. But what if, what if you had enough money to love on your family at the highest level and create this fantastic, amazing memory experience for your family? And you had money to put money to put in your investment portfolio so that you have more money for your future children and you really guaranteed your family and you could give more to the charities and the causes that you care about, because I know she cares about those a lot. So what would, what meaning would that give to money? Doesn't that mean that money is love? Because if you have more of it, and if you could, if you're a good person, you can use that money to create more love, not only for yourself, but also for your family and for the generations to come. So understanding that how you are using money, and of course, money in the hands of good people, I truly believe is going to change the world. The only reason we have suffering in the world right now is because money is in the hand of, I'm not going to say bad people, but people who are not living to their fullest potential. Looking for a new podcast to add to your business building lineup? I have the perfect recommendation for you. Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. JJ Peterson, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and more importantly, make it work. From what you should actually be saying in your nurture emails to how AI can save you time and money to practical tips for turning your website into a sales machine, Dr. JJ Peterson does exactly what he promises each week. He makes marketing simple. Listen to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts today. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. 
Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. They always say money magnifies things, right? So if you're a good person and you earn more money, you can use it for good. And if you're not a great person and you earn more money, you can use it for bad. And someone's going to earn the money. So I want all the good people to go out and earn the money. Go get your money, honey. So let's talk about the tactical ways of doing this. So I think a lot of women are listening and, and I will put myself in that camp as well where investment, even to this day at this level of success, investing feels scary. It feels intimidating. It feels like you're questioning your brilliance. It's something that I necessar- I don't necessarily want to learn a ton about, but I want to know enough about to be dangerous, right? And I feel like so many women also are in this place of maybe starting their business or starting to invest in themselves, starting to see themselves as worthy of those investments. And so they're telling themselves, this story of like, once I hit this level, then I'll start investing. It's almost like we're putting this space between when that will actually happen and kind of setting these arbitrary numbers and goals and things before we dive into that, kind of delaying the beginning. So if somebody was listening to this and they were in that place, whether they're just getting started or they're kind of intimidated or they're wanting to begin, where do they begin with investing? 100%. So first of all, I want to break down the math on this majority of financial advisors will tell you that, oh my gosh, you're not ready to invest. And that's complete crap. Oh my gosh. It makes me so angry because did you know that if you start investing with just 50 bucks per month, let's say for your child, the moment they're born, they're going to hit a million dollar and like, don't do anything. That's just $40,000 invested. Let's say 65 years. That's going to compound into a million dollars. Time is the most important Like, even if you suck at investing, if you give it enough time, you're going to become a millionaire. I'm investing for my daughter. She's five. I'm maxing out her Roth IRA for minors every single year. And she's on track to become a millionaire at the age of 12, just because Mm -hmm. I'm investing $6,000 per year for her. If you invest $175 per week, you're going to hit a millionaire status in 10 years. So do not let these financial advisors to scare you. That's number one. Number two. Oh my gosh, the stock market is very, very scary. All right. Can I ask you a question? Are you a good bargain shop? Like when it comes to Black Friday, can you like identify those juicy sales? Oh yeah. You better believe it. (laughs) Oh yeah. You got to believe it. Did you know that stock investing is literally like Black Friday investing? And did you know that research actually shows that women, well, now I have this theory that that money is a combination of feminine and, and masculine energy. And the feminine energy is actually very, very strong when it comes to understanding the stock market. And research shows that women are, in fact, better investors when they put their feminine energy into it. This is not just me. This is research proven fact. All right. Let me point this out again also for all of our entrepreneurs over here. Do you know how many entrepreneurs I have met? who have created a million dollar cash flow in their business and they're either filing for bankruptcy 
or they're still living paycheck to paycheck. And the reason for that is because they didn't invest their money soon enough. And when it comes to investing, all investing really is, is putting your money. So the first kind of investing at Investiva is investing in yourself, you know, learning a new skill and income generating skill. The second type of investing that we do at Investiva is actually investing in our own business. How important it is that we invest in our own business. Yes, very, very important. But unfortunately, majority of entrepreneurs put all the money that they earned back into the company. And yeah. that's great, but it's not well diversified. So the third type of investing is where, what we do on the third step is investing in other people's companies, companies that have a track record of being successful. And how do you know if they have a track record of being successful? So this is a writer downer. This is step number one. Go to your credit card statement. What are some companies that you already are a raving fan of? You're going back to them month after month. You have no plans of switching to their competitor because you're a raving fan. If this company has a raving fan such as you, first of all, we know as entrepreneurs that they're doing something right. In fact, yeah. entrepreneurs make the best investors because you understand other people's businesses at a deeper level. Yeah. Entrepreneurs make better investors than Wall Street bros. Why? Because Wall Street bros are only looking at lagging data. They don't understand marketing. They don't understand raving fans. They don't understand the business. They probably are going to get to that business super late after you've already discovered them at your local grocery shop. So go to your credit card statement and list about five to 10 companies that you are a raving fan of. All right. And then step number two is that you're going to put their name on your Google search and add the word stock symbol. All right. And oftentimes you find out that the product that you really loved was a product of a publicly traded company. So one thing that I didn't know, and now I'm super excited about is that Botox. <laughs> so Botox, all right, that the thing that I'm actually overdue for, <laughs> I didn't have time this past quarter. Botox is a product of a publicly traded company that is super valuable and it has all these other products as well and pay dividends. And now it's interesting that Botox is not the actual product I use, but it's the brand name of the whole category. Now, this is super important. How do we find the really good companies? Again, as an entrepreneur, I don't know if you've read the book, Play Bigger. Mm -hmm. They talk about yeah. this thing, Category Kings. And Category Kings are the companies that are kings of a category. If I say the name of the category, their brand name pops up. If I say search engine, you would say Google. If I say whatever procedure it is <laughs> to remove your wrinkles, you would say Botox, even if you're not yep. using Botox. So that's how I know that Botox has a very, very strong brand name. And then I found out that Botox is a product at this company that I had never heard of, AbbVie. And so, of course, I'm going to be investing in this company because I'm like, this, from an entrepreneurial point of view, makes so much sense. This company yeah. has a very strong brand name and Botox is just one of them. They have all of these other products as well. All right. So you put the company or the brand or the product's name on Google search and you're going to find out, you know, which parent company it is or if they're publicly traded. Sometimes they're not publicly traded. So this is your chance of figuring it out. The third step 
is to actually going and investing in it. And where do you invest in it? It is through now, thankfully, thanks to the internet, it is accessible on your phone. So what you're going to do is that you're going to open an account with something called a broker. This is exactly like your real estate broker, except they're an app. You don't have to deal with the person. It's super cool. Like I don't love to, I don't, I don't want to deal with brokers. This is an app. You literally just hit buttons. So some of my favorite brokers in the U.S. is Robinhood is really good for, for beginners. Don't care about, like, don't mind all of the bad negative PR. As long as you're leaving only less than $250,000 with them, they're good. They're great for beginners. A little bit more hands-on. All of my money is actually in TD Ameritrade owned by Charles Schwab. Fidelity is a good one. Doesn't matter. It's just a broker. All right. So go with one of them, and then now you're going to put in that stock symbol in that brokerage account. You're going to find it, and now you can get super nerdy with it like we are at Investiva and try to kind of price the market to find those bargain deals, and it's super fun. It's like literally like an art. It's just bargain shopping, or you can do something called dollar cost averaging, meaning you commit to an amount to put in, maybe it's 50 bucks per month, and then you're going to buy them over and over again, and over time, you're going to be taking advantage of compounding. Also, mind you, that a recession is here, and yeah. the recession is what makes the most millionaires because this is when everything is on sale, literally right now. Like, now yep. is the time. That's what I was going to ask because I feel like people are intimidated right now to dive in, but this is the time to start going because everyone else is pulling out or panicking. And so now is the time where you can really make a huge dent. That's really cool. This is the Black Friday of socks. Recession <laughs> is the Black Friday of socks. I love it. So what kind of tips do you give your women that you coach in terms of getting started or where to get that $50 from each week or $150. I like the different steps that you take in terms of investing in yourself, investing in your business, and then investing in other businesses. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I don't even have $50 right now, like what would you recommend or where would you say to begin? Absolutely. So the first step that you have to take before all of this is understanding your risk, unique risk tolerance. And what that means yeah. is literally like really going in and figuring out where you stand financially. And this is super interesting because people, when I say risk tolerance, they go, oh, I, I don't like taking risk. And they only go with one of the elements of risk tolerance, which is your yep. psychology. And that's fine. Yep. But that's just one of the elements. The second element is really actually understanding your financial situation. And what majority of our members find out the moment they get in and I get, yeah. give them this calculation, they're like, oh my gosh, my risk tolerance is actually higher than I thought because I had all yes. of these things coming in. So understanding your risk tolerance is literally understanding your cash flow. Are you cash flow positive or negative every single month in your business yep. and for your family? And we can talk about debt because debt is not necessarily a bad thing. And then also the one thing that I am like is no negotiable, non-negotiable for me is having the emergency fund. Emergency yes. fund is three to 12 months of your necessary expenses. And, and I actually have an emergency fund for my family and for my business. Yeah. All right. And then once you have that in place, I literally put everything after my business expenses. So I have my emergency fund in a high yield savings account, which by the way, is still paying me interest. It's still compound. Yeah. 
And then once I pay my team members and I pay my Facebook ads and all of my other business costs, everything else goes into my investment account. Mm, And so you have to commit. You're going to come up with this number and then you need to commit to it like taxes. Like this is the amount that you're committing to invest every single month. If it means that you're going to cut down on that coffee for now and think actually the best way to increase your investment capabilities is generate more cash flow. That's why I'm also passionate about business. Have take on an affiliate marketing gig, become an affiliate for Jenna, make some income stream and put that into your investment account. Yep. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Yeah, I think I think that's powerful because to me, instead of cutting back on spending. I'm like, how can you increase your earning? And I think there's so much marketing towards women. Like you never see someone telling a man like, 
don't go golfing and save that money. Right. Like, like it's like men are like so marketed to for pleasure and then for women. And there's actually some really fascinating research that I saw where it's like for most women, it's about how to save money, like, you know, cook at home and all these things. And then for most men, the marketing is geared towards spending money. I just thought that was really, really interesting because I think, again, when we think about this, like scarcity and mindset issues that women have so often, the marketing that is coming at us is telling us to withhold joy or to cut back on things or to figure out cheaper ways to do things. And to me, I'm like, what if we focus more on earning more so that we can still enjoy the things in life that we love, right? And that's why I'm just like, yeah, like figure out a way to earn $50 more. When you first were talking and you said like, if you could do $150 a week, I thought immediately back to being a wedding photographer. And I'm like, that would be equivalent to just shooting one extra session a week and taking that income and putting it into an account. And I also think there are a lot of really cool apps. If you struggle, like if, if money burns a hole in your pocket, there are a lot of really cool apps where you could say like, I don't even want to see this money, right? Like move it out. So I don't even know it exists. And I think that those can be really powerful when we understand the psychology of like how we look at money, why we look at it that way and what our habits are. We can kind of protect ourselves from ourselves in certain ways so that some of that investing can come so much more naturally and freely for us. But I love really focusing on how can we earn more instead of how can we spend less? And I think that's powerful. I love that what you just said is because again, money is energy. And when you're taking away joy from your life, you're actually again, falling down that frequency. Yeah. So yes, go make more money. There's so much money to be made is all there for you. Yes. (laughs) And then put it into your investment. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. What would you say for women entrepreneurs who are starting to dip their toe into this investing space, but they don't really trust themselves with it yet? Because I can imagine that a lot of women are starting to do it. Like what would be a good indicator that like you are better than you think, or you know more than you think you do when you're starting this investing journey? So the way we do it for our members is we literally celebrate every single step. You identified a company. Yes, Diva Win. Congratulate yourself. Yep. You open a brokerage account. Diva Win. That's a huge step. These first steps, if you don't celebrate them, you're going to fall back into that imposter syndrome. And all imposter syndrome is lack of confidence. A lack of confidence, the way to amend it is gain more knowledge. Yeah. Celebrate all of your wins, every step of the way. And the way you go in with your confidence, like once you have your restaurants figured out, like you know that this is the money that I can actually invest. Yeah. So knowledge adds on to your confidence and celebrating your successes. And one thing that is absolutely banned in our community is talking, yeah. insulting yourself. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just bought this talk and it went down. I'm an idiot. Nope. You are an amazing, the stock went down. Good thing you're an amazing investor and you're going to snag the next sale that is coming up. So start complimenting yourself. Yeah, I love that. One final question. We have a lot of moms listening to the show and you already shared a little bit about what you're doing for your daughter. Are there any tips for people who want to kind of embrace this idea of generational wealth and passing on opportunities that maybe we didn't have in our own generation to the next. Any tips for investing in the future of our youth or specifically our children if we have them? Yes. All right. This is my favorite, favorite topic of them all. And is that so here's the thing. 
First of all, did you know that you can hire your kids for your job? If you're an entrepreneur, you can hire them. Number one, what this does is that you can pay them up to every year. It changes about $12,000 to $13,000. You don't have to max it out, but that is the amount that you can pay them. And this is a tax deduction, meaning that you no longer have to pay taxes on that amount. And also it goes to your child tax free. Step number one. Now your child has an income. First of all, let's stop here. Oh my gosh, it's a newborn or what are they going to do? My daughter literally is my model for my business. You see her on all of my ads. And I know that this may be frowned upon on. So again, go with your level of comfort. We have made sure all of the, you know, trust fund systems and the uh, protection systems are in place for my daughter to be able to work for my team and for my business safely. And now she's five and a half and she knows she's an Investiva team member and she comes to our live events. Everybody knows her and she gets a kick out of it. And so what this does is that this creates a revenue for your child. And because of that, you can now create a Roth IRA for minors. Mm -hmm. What you're going to do is that you're going to call up Fidelity and say, hey, my daughter, my niece, my nephew, whoever it is in your family has a revenue. And by the way, they don't have to just be uh, enrolled by your business. They could just have some other, as long as they have a W-2, uh, I believe it is, they can have a Roth IRA for minor, which means that they can have a tax-free investment account. So this is where I'm maxing out my daughter's yeah. future every single year. You can max it out uh, at about $6,000 per year and you go and invest in the companies that you found, or maybe an ETF, I actually discussed with my daughter about her favorite channels. Okay, which one is is it Netflix or Disney that you love? Disney it is. All right, we're going to go invest in Disney for you. And there are different strategies. Because it doesn't pay capital gain taxes, you can even do a little bit more dividend investment over there so you don't pay on that. And this is how I've ensured my daughter to become a millionaire by the age of 12. And you can do it too for your kids for your nieces nephews your neighbors kids like just do it they're gonna thank you in the future yeah we've done the same thing and i was just reading a thing about how jay-z used blue ivy's crying in a track and like she was immediately a millionaire when she was like five days old and we did that for our children with any sponsored content they got a hundred percent of the money and we were able to set it aside for them and it's just been amazing to have those opportunities pop up but also to seize them to their full potential as a mom it's really awesome so where can everybody find out more about you learn more about what you do and learn from you give me all the places Absolutely. So one place, please do not fall for my impersonators. I have a billion impersonators. Uh, so my only Instagram handle is at investdiva. No dots, no dashes. I don't have a private account. This is it, investdiva. On TikTok, I'm at Kiana Danielle. On Facebook, I think I'm at investdiva again. The best place to verify all this is on our website, investdiva.com. If you get contacted by someone saying, hey, I'm like, Kiana's private assistant, just contact our support team. They're going to let you know which one is real. So investdiva.com. If you want to get that risk management toolkit, by the way, you can download it for free. There is this masterclass I have. You can just watch the whole process that I just talked about. Investdiva.com forward slash masterclass. Watch your masterclass, download the risk management toolkit and figure out how much you can start investing and then go invest. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the Gold Digger podcast today. This was amazing. Thank you for having me, Jenna. I appreciate you. I think really powerful things can happen when women talk about money. 
You know, there are so many stories. I was recently in a room with women and we were talking about numbers. And I believe that when we can be more transparent about money, wealth, income, brand deals, it opens the door for other women to step into that space with the knowledge and awareness around the topic. In fact, I love talking about money. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that it bolstered your confidence, gave you a new perspective, maybe motivated you to take those first money steps in terms of healing your relationship with money and shifting the way that you look at it. But regardless of where you are today and what this episode inspired, I hope you know how much it matters to me that you're listening and tuning in. Thank you so much for being a listener to the Gold Digger podcast. And of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.